millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Langston Galloway, Jose Calderon, Joey Devine, Glenn Robinson Third, Isaiah Harkenstein, Sean Keen, Raul Meadow, Musical guest D'Angelo, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Divine. Hi, it's me, Joey Divine, your temporary host of Brown Ball, Brown Ball Rock. Before we get started, let me just remind you: you can contact us at roundrockpod on twitter.com, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. And also, we've gotten a ton of subscribers on our brand new Patreon.com slash RoundRockPod. We're offering a bunch of great stuff there. Please, if you can afford it, donate it. It's really, really appreciated. We've actually been blown away by all the, uh, the donations. And if you can't afford to donate, we get it. You can still help the podcast, though, by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whatever podcatcher of your choice. And uh, we're here on Monday, the Monday tax day, if you will, with a new episode of Roundball Rock after a huge slate of playoff games. And I'm here, as always, with Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Hey, Joey. Just thinking about all those teams that... Managed to get into the luxury tax of the deadline. Thinking of you guys today on tax day. Uh, I mean, it helped so many people out, too. Like the Pistons, they got out of the luxury tax. Rodney Magruder, uh, just helping everybody out. Really, Rodney Magruder was a real X factor 
against the Warriors. Yeah, remember the Rockets traded like four different guys to the Bulls over the course of the year. Yeah, that those that actually might have helped them though. (laughs) Remember when Melo was a bull? Finally. Um, Sean, how was your weekend watching playoff games? Oh, it was incredible. I watched so many playoff games. Oh, did you? I and kind of. Uh... <laughs> I watched only two of them live. I'm going to be totally honest. I watched I the to... rest on tape delay like I was a fan of the NBA pre-Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Well, that's true. Yeah, we were like the opposite of those people who are like, I work during the day. I need you to, to push it back. We're like, we work at night. <laughs> I will... I honestly think the day I quit comedy in my mind was when I missed Clay Thompson going crazy in Game 7 against the Oklahoma City Thunder because I was doing a stand-up show to seven people. Uh, that's um, terrible. <laughs> um, but, Sean, so you did watch the playoffs. I did. I did. Um, what was your favorite thing that happened this weekend? My no spoilers favorite. before we get to the news. Oh, but. yeah. Sorry, guys. No spoilers for <laughs> what happened. If you haven't seen the games yet, get on League Pass. Watch those replays. Watch the condensed games. You know, just get. I watch both. All the way in. I watch yeah. the home replay, then the away replay, then the condensed game, then the Spanish game. Yeah. You want to compare the different things you see. Yeah, because just like Zach Lowe, I hate my wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were, uh, I mean, what was my favorite absolute thing that I I think it was, I think it was actually one crazy Steph Curry shot was my favorite single thing that happened this weekend. That sounds ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you my favorite thing that happened this weekend. This weekend. Uh, everything about net Sixers, dude. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, there were a lot of great things. For, I thought you were going to turn for a second and be like, Tiger Woods, man, just <laughs> inspired me. Just, just he's back. Uh, I mean, today was a crazy episode of Billions. That's well, That was my favorite thing this oh, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people gave up on Tiger Woods. Did you know that? Some I... of his sponsors. Tag Hauer had dumped him as a sponsor. Um, Did you know? Luke Caviar, they didn't believe in him anymore. <laughs> Should we talk about the news, though? Yeah, let's talk about the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right. Our top story in a uh, day where there were, I mean, in a weekend where there were eight playoff games uh, was of course the one what we all watched Sunday night. It was a the biggest night in television history. Mm-hmm. People uh, have been waiting for it. We all like we all were just waiting on bated breath to sit around and watch our Sunday television to see the Golden State Warriors on sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Great, great timing. Perfect. Yeah, Maximum perfect timing. You got You got the if you're sixty minutes <laughs> right. And uh, you're programming 
an interview you have with a basketball team, the best time to post that interview with a basketball team is when both a basketball playoff game are going on and the premiere of Game of Thrones. Do you think do you think someone pitched there that story and just like was vague about it and was be like, Yeah, um, you know, it's the final season and they're like final season at Oracle. And uh, you know, they're there's all these uh, white people that are going to be overrunning their new arena, and uh, you know, and they're like, "Oh, I think he, I think he was talking about Game of Thrones there too." Well, what was even crazier is I looked at what happened on sixty minutes today besides the Warriors thing. Uh huh. The B block was the creators of Game of Thrones talking <laughs> about Game of Thrones. It's very weird. <laughs> and then the A block was. Nancy Pelosi, which combined, I really think that is like, it's like you're asking people not to watch your television show. <laughs> it's just so off-putting. <laughs> what if they were trying to connect to it? Be like, ask him about the burners. Do you mean his phones? <laughs> um. Wow. So the Warriors were less preferred than listening. To the two guys from Game of Thrones talk about Game of Thrones, the thing everybody says, oh, no, to when they're actually watching an episode Mm -hmm. and they're not paying attention. And then behind the episode comes on and Benioff and what's his name are just like, well, we thought it was very important to see uh, this is. This is Sansa's first time getting raped. It's really important. (laughs) We wanted to show that. Um, also, but don't forget, they were also talking to George Railroad Martin on 60 Minutes today. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> you know, anything he can do to not write a book, uh, so he'll he's do it. Out, so, yeah, so people are waiting on the sixth Game of Thrones book. Since then, he's put out, so we put out like a 700-page book last year, but he also put out, earlier than that, he put down like a comprehensive history of Westeros. Well, because the thing that is the most boring and frustrating in the actual books is when he just takes a detour and is like, ah, uh, that battle from 500 years ago. Boy, that was a shame. Well, don't forget, uh, he also had a sci-fi channel show, too. Right. That came right. out. Any- <laughs> Anything to avoid finishing. The thing is, he's like stalling by the fourth book in the books. So it, doesn't <laughs> make, it makes sense that... In the real world, he's also not working any quicker than his characters. But anyway, let's talk about this Warriors uh, 60 Minutes piece. First off, um, did you find it at all weird that they didn't allow Draymond Green to talk? (laughs) It was odd. And (laughs) like everyone gets interviewed except for Draymond Green, basically. Sean Livingston is being interviewed. Yeah, their their player sit down is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, and Sean Livingston all together. Yeah. Uh no Draymond, no Boogie. And then they also separately sit down with Steve Kerr, uh, Joe Lacob, Peter Goober, Rick Welts, mm-hmm. and also talk to uh the guy who does the team's laundry. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so Joey, to you, who is a bigger snub? Is it Draymond Green or is it Rich Kleiman? 
it's probably, I mean, Rich Kleiman, I think, was for sure there. They had to have a PA hold him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like He was standing there mouthing the things that he wanted <laughs> KD to say from off stage. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, exactly. He's like a stage mom at this point. Um, I will say, the uh, definitely in a piece that was full of terrible things, this whole thing was embarrassing and bad, right? It was unpleasant. The whole thing uh, was for sure the interview with Lacob and Goober. Okay, so this is, yes, that was for <laughs> sure the worst. In fact, um, do you want to do this uh, like yeah, a radio play right now? Let's do it as a radio <laughs> I mean, I have the clip. I could play it. I think we should do it as a radio play. Okay. So all, do, do you want to be Lacob or Goober? Um, oh. We have a John Wertheim, too. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do joe lacob as it to, to really emphasize his boston roots okay and i'll i'll do goober then i guess i'm worth i'm and lake and and what and lacob yeah so the good news is you paid 450 million for a franchise now valued at 3 billion the bad news is you're going to spend over a billion on a new arena privately financed you guys paid for that everything every dollar there's not one dollar of public money, and it makes him very nervous because he calls me all the time. I say, don't worry. We're going to get through it. I worry every minute. He's the warrior. He's a warrior. He's the warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm the warrior. He's the warrior. The Golden State worry. Golden State warriors. Oh, I, I, it, it's oh, the fucking worst, oh, dude. Oh, I hated it's it. It's so bad, I'm not sure we did it justice. So you know what? <laughs> I'm going to play it right now. <laughs> I said, don't worry, we're going to get through it. I worry. Every minute. <laughs> He's the warrior. Is that right? You're the, you're the warrior of the two? He's a warrior. He's the warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm the warrior. He's the warrior. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. I like Golden that. State Warriors. <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing about this is ostensibly... Um, this is like a good thing billionaires could be talking, like, could talk about, you know? Yeah. Like, this is a good guy billionaire move, and they're still, it just shows you how terrible billionaires are that even this is gross and bad. (laughs) It's like, hey, we're saying something good, and it's like, yeah, let's just, let's describe it like assholes, though. Yeah. What if we did that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, speaking of assholes... Uh, the Rick Welts part, also incredibly troubling. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> there's a point where team president, where Wertheim goes, actually, you're Wertheim, so you do yeah. this part, I'll be Welts. Yeah, so so they've just looked at the model of the courtside suites, which have, I think we've mentioned that they have butlers and private wine storage. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll be Wertheim, okay. What's the price point on this? Uh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Great. Great <laughs> so new fucking arena. tight, Super dude. cool. <laughs> Very sick. Love it. They, You know what, though? Wertheim really didn't do his job here as a re- reporter because he did not ask about the plight of the Blood Boys. Yeah, that, that, that isn't 60 Moment supposed to be breaking stories? <laughs> 
I'll tell you. These poor coders who moved to San Francisco <laughs> think they're going to be getting in on some IPOs, and then they get sucked into the world of plasma donation. <laughs> I'll tell you, Al Pacino in The Insider would have asked about the Blood Boys. Absolutely he would have. He would have been like, they're doing all these Blood Boy things! <laughs> Uh, but we should talk about uh, the also the terrible player interview portion. <laughs> yes, yes, that was also bad and really awkward. So awkward. It was so like I showed it to our friend Keith at Fast Break Breakfast and I uh, told him just to watch Clay Thompson. And it is so awkward. After he watched it, Keith said to me, Cl- poor Clay looks like he's wearing a wire. Yeah, it, it he looks so uncomfortable. Um <laughs> because so, there's a point where Wertheim says it's inevitable there's going to be some friction sometimes. How do you guys handle conflict? And then, and then Katie Kevin Durant goes says, after a really long pause. <laughs> you looking at me? And then a voiceover, the smarmiest news voiceover since John Stossel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Stossilist move of all time. Oh, oh, it's yeah. In fact, I love your Wertheim impression. I'm just gonna oh, play gotta it play right it. here. You gotta play it real. We were looking at him. The, the the silence goes on for another long beat, and then Wertheim says, "You said peace is a big word for you these days. What do you mean by that?" And then it's another very long pause where Andre Iguodala, Iguodala makes literally a horrified face. <laughs> and Clay Thompson looks like a kid at a prince in a group of children in a principal's office who thinks if he's just staring off into the distance, he won't get called on. Uh, yeah. And so Steph Curry, because he's it's this is an insanely Steph Curry move breaks the tension with a joke and goes, did you say that? And then they all break out laughing. And then KD is like, oh, I can't yell at this guy right now. And then plays along with the joke. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's really informative. You learn <laughs> virtually nothing about the team. It's It makes them seem very unpleasant. It, mm-hmm. makes the, it makes the team seem, well, I mean... It's three hostages and then another guy who's like about to explode <laughs> and Steph Curry. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they aired this. Look, as a Warrior fan, I got to say, I'm incredibly glad they aired this during a huge playoff game uh, <laughs> because I can't defend it. I can't defend any of this. <laughs> well, I mean, I still think. 60 minutes maybe comes off worse. <laughs> oh, but, for sure. But they also come off just 60 minutes. <laughs> uh, I wonder, look, I didn't watch the whole episode. Do you think Andy Rooney came on and then complained about traveling after this? <laughs> I mean, that would be perfect. Would they, would they have Andy Rooney do it or would they just get like a special dispensation for Jeff Van Gunny to be <laughs> because he, he, I don't think he's ever hated basketball more than he is, than he does right now. We were looking at him just, uh, just scolding people like a school marm during every telecast. We were looking at him. 
And that's where the other Wertheim is going to go. 2032. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop it every pause. Um. Man. Uh, the butler really bothers me. The private wine storage is pretty obnoxious. It's really the bad. But the center. fact that there's a... But the- butler it's the use of the word butler because here's the thing uh basically every suite has like a person you can call and they'll bring you stuff yeah the word for that is concierge (laughs) because concierge is like or like just server you know what i mean (laughs) assistant (laughs) but butler is like it means they're your slave yeah, they live in your house. <laughs> you take them home. They're not allowed to. They have to stand up when you come into a room. like Just like you wanted a basketball game. <laughs> a, remember, a, a reminder of the uh, growing class divide in our society. Look, there's only one good that can come out of the butler, though. Is like if, um, I don't know, a high-ranking VP at Salesforce, uh, mm-hmm. if he gets gunned down... Uh, then the butler, the Chase Center butler, can raise their son to be a vigilante. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that guy would become like Blood Man, right? Like the adult version of Blood Boy. Uh, should we talk about the playoffs? I guess we've stalled enough. All the other moves are like coaching rumors <laughs> although mark madsen did get hired by utah valley university oh, dancing madsen baby the um, wreckage of the luke walton firing still continues uh there was some pretty sweet lakers rumors tonight but uh we can talk about that later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, coach, uh, the coaching possibilities are truly wonderful though i mean i think monty williams would actually be good i like monty yeah, but when Tyron Lue and Juwan Howard are getting interviews, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the playoffs. Yeah. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. All right, in our first game of the weekend. Uh, I think our best game, right? Definitely our most interesting game, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I mean, it was the game I had the most fun watching, that's for sure. It was it was very enjoyable, I thought. <laughs> so the Pretty ne- much all the Saturday games were very entertaining, I thought. Uh, yeah, but I bet that Clipper game wasn't fun if you're not a Warrior fan. Well, I guess so, but it also... We were looking at him. Yeah, I mean, it was... I just thought it was, like, mostly pretty competitive. There were just a couple of... Well, we'll wait till we get we'll to get that. We'll get to that. Um, but first off, the weekend kicked off uh, real hot, I gotta say. Uh, because as the Nets and Sixers were tipping off, uh, Mark Stein tweeted that uh, 
The owner of the Sixers, uh, who is, of course, a Trump donor and friends with Jared Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, Loaned him $184 million because he pretended that Trump was going to give him a cabinet position. Mm-hmm. So another savvy move by the Sixers front office. I heard that sometimes when Harris and Kushner get together, they go, I'm the Sixer. He's the Sixer. I'm the Sixer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Josh Harris revealed that he wouldn't give Brett Brown any assurances about being the coach next year. Uh, yes. which look, you can feel that way. You're the owner. It's your team. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. but maybe don't say that right before the game starts. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they actually broadcast it on the arena PA as the, the opening tip was going up. It was disheartening. <laughs> um, it was, it should have been a like the sign of things to come for the Sixers, uh-huh. uh, because literally everything, everyone on the Sixers sucked except for Jimmy Butler. Yes, like um, every single i I was like watching the game pretty intermittently. I had stuff to do, uh-huh. um, but every time I looked up, Mike Scott was in, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? This is." <laughs> Way too much Mike Scott. And I like Mike Scott. Yes, for 15 to 18 minutes a game. <laughs> uh, also, Karate Kid headband. Come on, Mike Scott, you're better than that. You can't have every emoji tattooed on your body and wear the Karate Kid headband. No. You know it's what a, I mean? <laughs> karate Kid headband is a young man's headband. Uh, it should be no man's headband. It's a bad but... headband. I hate the Karate Kid headband. In fact, I tweeted asking if anyone played well wearing the Karate Kid headband this year mm-hmm. because I hadn't seen anyone. Uh, and apparently both Drew Holiday and De'Aaron Fox both played well wearing the Karate Kid headband. So I guess... I don't, I don't mind it as much with a young man for whatever reason. But it's like not not a guy where it's like... Look, dude, you've worn a regular headband for 10 years <laughs> or no headband. <laughs> Come on, man. So Jimmy Butler uh-huh. uh, had 38 points and zero assists. Zero assists. Very sick move. Love is, <laughs> love a no assist game. Um, <laughs> zero. Not even by accident. I the- it was a very early start for the Sixers. Um, uh-huh. And you could tell. <laughs> 2.30 locally. Uh, some of those guys looked uh, not not exactly awake, I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to say there's a reason for it. What? Video games. Oh, you think they were up playing Apex Legends into the they night? They were up playing video games, <laughs> and there was one man who got ten and a half hours of sleep. And his name is Jimmy Butler, and he came out there and performed. You know what? Jimmy Butler, yeah, he he just went home, put on some country music, and uh, just just spent some time writing in his hate journal about everybody that had disappointed <laughs> him over the course of the week, and then he slept like a baby. Do you think Jimmy Butler lives by that weird Mark Wahlberg schedule? What What's Mark Wahlberg's schedule? Does he do oh, like, my God. intermittent you napping? You've never seen that? That Instagram post, hold on, <laughs> uh, where it's literally a breakdown of his day. Um, all right, here it is. 
Okay. Here is Mark Wahlberg's work schedule. Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's schedule. Okay. Typical daily schedule. 2.30 a.m. Wake up. Oh, no. 2.45 a.m. Prayer time. 3.15 a.m. Breakfast. 3.40 to 5.15 a.m. Workout. 5.30 a.m. Post-workout meal. 6 a.m. Shower. 7.30 a.m. Golf. 8 a.m. Snack. (laughs) 9.30 a.m. Cryo chamber recovery. 10.30 a.m. Snack. 11 a.m. Family time slash meeting slash work calls. Those are not the same thing. <laughs> that first that first one might as well not even be in there. If they're in the same spot. One, family time or worker meetings, well, it's not going to be family time. 1 p.m. lunch. 2 p.m. meeting slash work calls. 3 p.m. pick up kids at school. Uh-huh. 3.30 p.m. Hey, wait, so, so what time is he picking up his kids at school? 3 o'clock. So this is this is the equivalent for like a normal person of picking them up at like 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 3.30 p.m. snack. 4 p.m. workout number two. Okay. 5 p.m. shower. 5.30 p.m. dinner slash family time. 7.30 p.m. bedtime. Okay, I don't understand <laughs> why he has to wake up at 2.30, though. <laughs> like, you could maybe move it up two hours and go to bed at 9.30? Yeah, like, have everything be the same. <laughs> Also, how long is how long is allocated for his first shower? <laughs> his first shower goes from six a.m. to seven thirty. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so I can't is, believe you've never seen this. <laughs> he's passing out in the shower. <laughs> well, here's I mean, like, <laughs> well, Sean. Here's the other question: like a hardworking guy, like schedules, no day off thing. But it is also a daily schedule that devotes two full hours to showering. <laughs> uh, but, Sean, here's the, the better question for you. Yes, there's a 90-minute shower, okay? But yeah. who can golf for only 30 minutes? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I mean, you know what this is? This is desperately avoiding his family. Like, hey, uh, Dad, um... Do you want to watch one episode of our favorite TV show? And I said, uh, sorry, kids. You know, dad's got to go to bed at 730. <laughs> sorry, I f- couldn't fit in any family time into family slash business slash call slash research slash showering time. But anyway, OK, do you think Jimmy Butler Jimmy lives Butler. by a routine like this? Because I no, but do. I, I think he might shower for two hours a day, though. <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler is definitely on a version of the Wahlberg schedule. Yeah, it's got to be <laughs> shifted so far, though. <laughs> because how could how could Mark Wahlberg claim to be a basketball fan? Either <laughs> he's going to bed at tip off time. <laughs> how does he go to a movie premiere? <laughs> 
Well, he's just yawning the whole time. <laughs> All right, Eddie. He's thinking about it, he's like, oh, I'm so dirty. My hair is so unclean. <laughs> I can't believe I'm uh, sitting in this theater where other people sit down. I need a snack. I need a snack <laughs> so bad. I have to snack every 72 minutes. <laughs> Jimmy Butler for sure snacks that much, I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. And I bet he schedules that much time for prayer, but eventually it just gets into him like listing complaints to God, kind of. <laughs> About God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, you, you weren't tough enough on Jesus. So there's something we need to talk about with this Sixer game. Uh, <laughs> the phone? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did we get any? Okay, so Amir Johnson was caught looking at his phone on the bench. Yes. And uh, the announcers were very upset. Doris Burke, who doesn't really get upset, I would say, uh-huh. was pretty mad. It's just like, that's gross. And I have to say, I have not seen anyone use their phone on an NBA bench before. I've never seen a phone be used in other than Joe Horn's t- touchdown celebration, mm-hmm, it's the mm-hmm. only phone I've ever seen on the f- the uh, the field. If you I will. saw I saw Michael Thomas's tribute to Joe Horn, and he right. did it. But that's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then and then people made a lot of jokes about it, and then. Which, there by was, the way, they like should have made jokes. We yeah, made yeah. a joke about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a small undercurrent that was like, oh, I hope I hope he wasn't getting bad news. And then Joel Embiid, after the game, was like, he was getting news about his daughter. She's very sick. And I don't know that I believe it. I mean, maybe I believe it. I'm a sick daughter truther. I'm, I'm <laughs> declaring. I definitely don't buy it. I just think... First off, continue making jokes about it. Like, even... You get to make jokes about weird things that happen on TV, whether they're sad or not, in my opinion. You know what I mean? (laughs) No matter what the Uh circumstances are. Something weird happens on TV, you get to tweet jokes about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But... I just feel like... There's probably a way where he could have, like, left the... He wasn't even active... Like, leave the bench to check your phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but also, like, I'm not going to be mad about a guy checking the phone on the bench. That is no. hilarious. Draymond Green would... Did, they asked Draymond about it. He was like, wait, you don't check your phone at work? Yeah. Which, was, good yeah. comeback. But also, uh, most people work for eight hours, not two. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Uh, J.J. Redick, by the way, uh, yes, was two for seven. He hit one three-pointer, and he fouled out. Do you have uh, something you want to say about that stat line, Sean? Yeah. Uh, look, we kid around a lot on this podcast, but uh, one thing that we don't kid about is, you know, the dangerous men who try to maintain more than one family at once. <laughs> and... I think J.J. Redick 
Uh, look, the facts are all there. He lives in Brooklyn. He works in Philadelphia. It's weird. And now that Philly is playing Brooklyn, the stress of keeping his secret families apart is destroying him on the court. <laughs> How did he foul out of that game? Uh, he's not very good anymore. I think he sucks now. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. And uh, you know what You know what else I'm going to say? What? Look, when you start podcasting, and it's happened to both of us, mm-hmm. uh, your game just goes to shit. <laughs> I, two years ago, I could dunk. And now, <laughs> being on this podcast has just destroyed my skills. And I think that's what's happening to J.J. Reddick. Let's talk He's about it. Too much potting. <laughs> Let's talk about the Nets. Uh, they were tight. They oh, were yeah. tight. Spencer Dinwiddie rules. Karis LeVert, yeah, guy's very cool. cool. Ed Davis. Uh, I was gonna make jokes. I was all ready to make jokes about how the Blazers could have used Ed Davis, but uh, it turns out they don't need him. But we'll yeah, get to that. <laughs> They've got a. <laughs> I am gonna admit something here. Uh, yes. I didn't watch a ton of Nets this year. Uh-huh. Uh, but every single time I watched them, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot Jared Dudley was on this team. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and he played a lot uh, and played real well. <laughs> yeah, the the bench lineup specifically just destroyed uh, Philadelphia. Um, you know, weirdly, a team that does not have that much depth because they've traded nine players away since the trade deadline. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, you, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, just uh, you you watch the Nets and it it's a lot of very familiar guys. <laughs> like like you're like oh Ed Davis oh d- damn Jared Dudley Spencer <laughs> Carroll except well except I was gonna say oh Demari Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, Damari Carroll has always bummed me out. <laughs> it's probably his hair. It's definitely his hair. Um, yeah. Tobias Harris, uh, uh, plus three in 40 minutes. In a game they lost by a lot. The more than three. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how much of this is because Embiid was hurt, you think? Uh, I think a fair amount. I think they were, they really struggled on defense when he wasn't in the game. It just seemed like they. Well, you mean Bobon and Mike Scott couldn't protect the rim? <laughs> they just got a lot of layups and dunks. Uh, Bobon also positive in his minutes, weirdly. Not weirdly. Everything about Bobon's a positive. Yeah. And he also, he was also five from seven from the field. Boban had four assists. <laughs> yeah, Boban rules, dude. That's four more than Jimmy Butler. <laughs> All right, we've talked about this game far too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, except, what do you think for the rest of the series? That's oh, yeah, what sorry. I was just going to ask you as the host of the show. <laughs> Temporary host, excuse me. Um, I weirdly think game three is going to be really important in this series. Uh, because I think I have a sneaking suspicion that if the Nets go up to one, 
Uh, the Sixers are feeling a little ready to roll over. Yeah, I mean, don't you kind you of? Think doesn't it feel that way? <laughs> you don't think they're going to rally around a uh, substitute teacher, Brett Brown? <laughs> we also the- forgot to mention that Net Sixers is really the like previously until they moved to Brooklyn. This is like the Jersey Bowl. Oh, totally. And the they bad- do actually have bad blood. I think about Dr. J still, but yeah, they. This is a uh, a lot of a lot of focusing on highway rest stops, right? It's a battle for the hearts and minds of uh, Bruce Springsteen fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what do you think is going to happen in the series? Have you changed your uh, your thoughts? I still think the Sixers are going to win, but boy. Was that a disheartening game? The thing is, I just don't think that that many of them will all play bad at once. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to. I my gut is still like uh, playing such an early game is very unpredictable. Yeah, that's fair. I just think I sort of forgot that the Nets' big offensive strength is having they have three guards who are amazing at going to the basket every single time with weird slow dribble moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and the Nets, I mean, the, sorry, the Sixers don't really have anyone who can guard point guards. Uh-huh. And the Nets have three of them, basically. I mean, Karis LeVert isn't a point guard, but he ostensibly is. You know what I mean? He dribbles mm-hmm. like one. It's just a weird... It might just be a really bad matchup for the for the Sixers, actually. I mean, it, it could be, and you know, the Nets made eleven threes and the Sixers made three threes. I don't know if it'll be that extreme, but I don't. They're definitely going to be making more for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think the Sixers probably have to make some adjustments for their bench. Because, I mean, they basically played uh, Tobias and Butler the entire game. Mm-hmm. Well, who and, else know, do they play, though? Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's just I mean, I, you'd think they'd have to maybe I guess Ben Simmons was in a little bit of foul trouble, too. But like Jonathan Simmons, you want more John Simmons? No, I mean, yeah, I, like, I would just I think I would want more Ben Simmons, but I guess he was out for reasons. Well, you do like uh, cowards. Yeah, they just don't have that many <laughs> options. Like, oh, look, it's a lot of bigs except no one who can fill in for Joel Embiid. <laughs> and they're it's it's just they seem like they're missing. I don't know, like a Robert Covington type. <laughs> they honestly might have to play Zaire Smith. Or they played him one minute and he was. Uh, <laughs> how did he do? He was plus five. Okay, so that's the answer. That's the round ball rock prediction. Zaire Smith Smith is going to save the Sixers. (laughs) A guy who we saw play in Summer League and he fell down 15 times (laughs) in his three minutes of play. Over and over. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I think they might have to. I think they might have to go to Corkmaz. Also, one thing that I had not realized when I predicted. I think I said I thought the Sixers would win in five or six. I did not 
realize that Greg Monroe was on the Sixers. <laughs> the moose? <laughs> just like the human, just like just a dark cloud obscuring the sun of your franchise. Um, yeah, he does that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. He, I'm sure he wishes he was still on the Celtics, though. Um, anyway, let's talk about the other big upset of the weekend. Yes. Uh, the Orlando Magic beat the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJ Augustine had a monster game, which Randy Ledoux told us all would would happen. He did say it would happen. Well, <laughs> thanks, thanks to Randy Ledoux, uh, you know, the analytics expert. Mm-hmm. He pointed out that DJ Augustin was a top 10 offensive player in the league this year. And it turns out it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I scoffed when he pointed that out. <laughs> well, I think, I think didn't Brett Slamson say he should be playing it at the five? Well, that was in the, the season preview. I believe oh, they oh, said okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, DJ Augustin had 25 points and a game winning three pointer. <laughs> Just incredible. Uh, it ruled. Um, okay, well, the other weird thing. Uh-huh. Um, I knew that Michael Carter-Williams was on the Orlando Magic, but I don't <laughs> feel like I knew knew it. Uh-huh. And then, imagine my surprise. To see blood gushing down his face while charging at referees. <laughs> yes, incredible. Like, I think that might have spooked the refs for the rest of the weekend, honestly. <laughs> it's like that scene in Fight Club where Ed Norton beats himself up and like threatens to drip blood on the guy and he's like, Can we use your can we use your basement? <laughs> uh, uh Kyle Lowry was scoreless in this game, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> That's not great. Although after the game, there were so many people who were like, uh, actually, Kyle Lowry was uh, plus 11 in the game. Yeah, so Dave Dufour is the one who said player. that. Yeah, it was our friend, Coach Dave yeah. Dufour. I mean, he did have eight assists and seven rebounds, but zero points. It's probably not what they were looking for. From Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Noted playoff non-performer. So here's um, my question. Yes. Uh, Orlando ran their last play to intentionally get Marcus all in a pick and roll. Yes. Uh, was this disrespectful? I mean, it was, but also. Uh, I'm not I'm not totally sure why Marcus all had to be in the game there. I guess I guess to guard Vucevic. It just seems like you'd be you have so many tall big guys on the Raptors. Like maybe yeah, it was you want to go Abaka, Abaka or Siakam. Well, and have Abaka Siakam there maybe. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, uh, Siakam uh, not very good in this game either. He was very active, mm-hmm. um, which he always is, but uh. Didn't make a lot of the shots he was taking. Looked a little out of control, I think. He uh, he did make 12 more shots than Kyle Lowry, though. <laughs> Kyle Lowry also missed both his free throws. It's, it's 
really something. Uh, all right, does this change how you feel about this series, Sean? I mean, it somewhat, but <laughs> I just I thought Orlando was probably. I think I still think the Raptors are pretty good. They probably wish they had OG Ananobi in this series, and his appendix had not exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. I still think it's like more like the matchup of a 58 win team and a 48 win team rather than a 58 win team and a 42 win team. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Sure. I think Toronto will hold on, but say they're like trailing by eight points at halftime. Are they going to maybe panic a little bit? (laughs) Do they maybe wish they had a stabilizing force like Dwayne Casey? Who say what you will about Dwayne Casey? Pretty good at winning in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not this weekend. But oh, uh, wow. Well. <laughs> uh, I've got to say, I think there's an easy answer for the Raptors here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's less Fred Van Vliet and more Jeremy Lin, baby. Yeah. Uh, like, take five minutes away from Fred Van Vliet. You still get him at 20 minutes. Take Jody Meeks's minutes. Throw them out of there. Yeah. You know, play play Jeremy Lin for seven minutes. Because you know what? If I know one thing about Jeremy Lin, it's that he won't be scared in a playoff game. No, he, he definitely <laughs> will not. A lot of these Raptors, with the exception of Danny Green, all looked kind of scared to me. Mm-hmm. Including Marcus All and Kawhi Leonard, honestly. <laughs> well, and like even if you're you worried about Jeremy Lin defensively, it's like, well, what's he gonna do? Give up twenty five points to DJ Augustin? <laughs> <laughs> Why not just match him up with Michael Carter Williams if you're worried about that? Just match their minutes. Uh what's crazy is the Orlando Magic played Ken Birch so much. Mm-hmm. Ken Birch, a guy whose name Sounds like a fictional player. Played 15 minutes and had seven and six. Mm-hmm. It's wild. What a weird took team. took all the Mo Bamba's minutes earlier in the year. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac played 40 minutes. Yeah, and all those guys kind of... I mean, they, they all shot really well from long range. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the Magic's best players honestly did not play that well. Yeah, and Terrence Ross did not really score at all. No, and Vucevic and Aaron Gordon had 10 and 11 points. Yeah, so it's what a weird game. Really weird game. Loved it, though. Fun game. But yeah, Watched Marcus the whole thing. definitely might be washed. Might be washed. Uh, oh, oh, the other question I had was, did after that, do you think Tony Allen shot his television watching Marcus Holt give up that game-winning shot? Probably not. I do think Mike Conley got upset he didn't make an all-star team, though, watching Kyle Lowry. I think so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Tony Allen would never shoot his TV in disgust because he doesn't like to shoot. That's a good joke. He might have, like, cut aggressively towards his TV. (laughs) All right. The Warriors beat the Clippers. We can do this one real fast. Um, Katie and Patrick Beverly, they got kicked out. Yelling uh-huh. at each other. Yes, um, which, which was not surprising if you've watched the last year or so of Kevin Durant or Patrick Beverly's entire career. 
Um, what was weird though was they were constantly yelling at each other, but neither one was particularly agitated. Uh, so that was a strange thing to see because weren't there like seven technicals in this game? And at no point was there even anyone shoving or pushing or you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Kevin Drake got one technical for clapping. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little worried Kevin Durant's going to have to miss a playoff game because of technicals. Yes, because he doesn't care. <laughs> it's it's like not he doesn't have the cushion he thinks he does. No, you only get seven in the playoffs and then you start uh, missing now he games too. Yeah, he's uh, got five, five to I, burn. <laughs> I do think uh, this was not really a situation where the refs uh, handled things very well as much as. I mean, this is what I hate about it. It allows Jeff Van Gundy to complain more and more about the way people talk about referees. And then they go to Steve Javi and Steve Javi's like asked to talk about his feelings. And he's like, well, yeah, I have to, I have to just stay by myself in this weird room while you get (laughs) to be with the people. Oh, I hope we see a sandwich again. Steve Javi's sandwich. One of, as Eric Freeman, the only person who loves it more than us is Eric Freeman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't but really yeah, have like, that like, much. Let's, to, cut to, let's, yeah. let's cut to an old middle-aged man, white man. Tell us about your personal grievances. And he's been sitting in a dark room and then the light just turns on. He's like, <laughs> he's like in an old boy situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, no. So, okay. So the crucial moment in this game, I think happened at the end of the second quarter mm-hmm. when the Warriors like went on, something like a 12 to two run uh, thanks to a bunch of technicals and stuff. Um, are, Joey, are you surprised that the doc rivers led Clippers team lost their composure at a key moment in a playoff game? Um, not, not particularly. No, it happens all the time. Joey. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, does anything, has anything changed about how you feel about this series? Um, I'm slightly more inclined to think that the Warriors are going to sweep. Yeah, I mean, Montrez Harrell, I did predict a big series for Montrez Harrell, and he did give it to me, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I've now come, uh, this is going to be less difficult than I predicted it would be, for sure. I mean, it seems like the, the Clippers bench at the beginning of the second and fourth quarters, uh, has a decided advantage over the Warriors, but, uh, I think the Warriors will probably just make some adjustments. Mm, I don't know, Steve. If, if it involves <laughs> not playing the bench, Steve Kerr's not going to do that. I thought they might just play <laughs> Kavon Looney at certain points, like to just not let Montrezl Harrell uh, just He'll, uh, dunk 12 No, Montrezl Harrell will dominate Kevon Looney, though. Like, that's not the kind of big Looney is. Um, he just seemed, It just seems like they might need somebody who is... Uh, a little more fundamentally sound in that unit. That's all. Yeah, it'll be Andrew Bogut. He'll just... Oh, the, oh yeah. there we go. Um, That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Spurs beat the Nuggets. This was uh, a weirdly boring game that turned out to be fun. Yeah. Uh, is this... Let's, go? You go ahead. It was a very Spursy thing. It reminded me of watching them play the Rockets when it was kind of like... 
well, Greg Popovich is probably going to be able to figure out how to make this offense uncomfortable. So let's see how that goes. And then it's like, ah, oh, he kind of, kind of dirtied up the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think mainly this is just him getting Spurs fans hopes up before he blows it. Like he always does. In the <laughs> okay. Great choke okay, Nate Duncan. <laughs> um, Oh, Nate was so mad about the Spurs winning and about Orlando making a couple three pointers. <laughs> All right, uh, Rudy Gay and Demar Derozan, big contri- con- con- ugh, contributors to San Antonio. Uh, are they purposefully trying to rub it into Toronto's face? Yeah, for sure, Demar for sure. <laughs> and even Demar like realizes like hey, I'm probably not going to shoot very well. It's the playoffs. I guess I got to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. He also had 12 rebounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in an emergency, do you think the Spurs could get mellow and get useful minutes out of him if Rudy Gay and DeMar DeRozan yes. are playing well? Yes, definitely. Rudy Gay was playing great. They could definitely could make something out of Mello. Yes. <laughs> he might be playing center, but <laughs> you know they'd figure it out. All right, how do you feel about this series? Uh, I thought the Spurs were probably going to win in seven before. And now I still think they're going to win. I mean, I think, I think the Nuggets will look better than this. Like there, there is a certain amount of jitters. Like all these guys have never been in the playoffs before. I don't but, think uh, Jokic is going to score only 10 points again. No, no. And, and just at the end of the game, they all looked really tight. And then mm-hmm. Jamal Murray had to shoot it every time. And that got a little crazy, mm-hmm. but I, I think they'll, they didn't get beat by that much. Yeah. But I still think the Spurs will probably pull out the series. But I, I think the Nuggets will. I'm, I'm picking the Nuggets in game two. I sure. picked the Spurs, I believe. Weirdly, mm-hmm. this game made me feel like changing my mind to the Nuggets, though. Wow. Just because, like, I just don't think those Nuggets guys are going to shoot this bad again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs barely beat them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Had a pretty bad shooting game. Sure, but I mean, I can see a world where Millsap keeps doing that to him. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it. Millsap's actually the kind of guy you want to guard, Lamarcus Aldridge. It's why like Draymond always bugs him. Yeah. Well, and like losing game one is never good when you're the home team, but sometimes it is not that significant. Again, it was. You know, they, it's not great that the Nuggets got the ball stolen from them on their last two big offensive yeah. possessions, but you know they still had a chance to tie the game the second time the ball got stolen from I, them. So. I just think like Gary Harrison like is going to be better. Those guys, you know what I mean? I just think those well, guys my, are going to be better. My worry is that he won't be. Yeah, maybe not. Will um, Barton seems like not a great match for the Spurs. No. All right, the Celtics beat the Pacers. Fuck. I watched the first half, and then I didn't see the second half, and then I checked it on the phone, and it was like, the Pacers just haven't scored any points the whole quarter. I literally turned that, that this game off. I'm going to be honest. Uh, this I, game I fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> uh, I I had to leave, and then... I'm kind of glad I didn't see the Celtics the didn't win. And it was 84 to 74. Yeah. I mean, again, the, that's the yeah. 
2002 playoff era stuff. <laughs> just the piston, the pre, um, the pre sheed Pistons <laughs> going 68, 65 against the Antoine Walker zone every time down Celtics. Uh, all right, Sean. My one question for you uh, for you this on on this is before the season. What were the odds of Jose Calderon playing more playoff games than LeBron James? Oh, my God. Uh, probably low. I meant to actually put that in the Bucks pistons section. Sorry. I was wondering why it was here. Sorry. I think I don't think we have <laughs> any other notes about the Bucks and the Pistons. Well, oh, no, I guess we did. Sorry we'll get that. to that. Well, but let's yeah. answer that question right now anyway. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, he's not on the Celtics. Or... Anyway, I keep going. <laughs> uh, they got to be very low. They've got to be very low. It's like a million to one, I would think. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Pacers only made two field goals in the third quarter, and one was on a goaltend. Uh-huh. Uh, is this because Brad Stevens is a Volsell and he hates scoring? Yes, that's the reason. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this series? Same? Different? I I was upset in thinking that the Celtics would almost definitely win. I remain upset. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be closer. This is going to be a five-game series, I think. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the Celtics also only scored 84 points, which they should be ashamed of themselves for. Yeah. They're not very good. Um, all right. The Blazers beat the Thunder. Uh, Paul George is very clearly really hurt, right? He's shooting pretty bad. Uh, it's physical therapy P, not mm-hmm. playoff P this series. That's what he promised. He, yeah. And you know what I think it is? Um, he's using the wrong recovery drink. Oh, what, very what should he be drinking? I don't know, but... but not not you know, Gatorade? The Gatorade didn't work for him very well. So <laughs> maybe Powerade, maybe... What did Kobe drink? Bone broth? Uh, I think he also drank bulletproof coffee, right? Coffee with Uh, butter in it. Yeah, that makes sense. Vino. He drinks vino. vino. (laughs) Um, How mad is Erdogan about Canners 20 and 18 in this game, Sean? So bad. He's so mad. Especially if if Canner really feels like he has a home in Portland, it'll be so much more difficult to extradite him. From the West Coast, don't you think? <laughs> like they're gonna have to get his plot is gonna involve getting Cantor drafted into like an indie rock band, and then just hoping to get him when they tour. <laughs> yeah, he he dominated, and it was weird that I think it was like Billy Donovan had just. Not read a scouting report, but it just kind of heard people dismissing Ennis Cantor's defense. And he's like, yeah, this guy's bad at defense. <laughs> let's, let's post up against him. And it's like, no, no, he's just he's bad at like moving around and going to shots. But it was just like, nope, let's attack this guy. But I mean, also, the thing is, is if you shoot like Russell Westbrook, um, that sort of nullifies the defense that Cantor is bad at because he doesn't have to come out and guard him. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I do want to say congratulations to Russell Westbrook on his triple-double. Oh, yeah, that means they won, right? They won. They get yeah, half yeah. a playoff win for that. <laughs> Didn't make a three-pointer, but that's not that big a deal. 
Uh, what I really do want to say, though, is, hey, congratulations, Damian Lillard, on having a good playoff game. You had yeah. secretly been in the Lowry DeRozan zone, but no, you, oh, everyone yeah. liked you so much, no one wanted to talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're officially out. So thank you, Dame. We love you. I mean, on the career numbers, he's still slightly trailing <laughs> Lowry. He might have passed him after today's 0 for 7, but... It's amazing to see he had five threes. That was great. Uh, Look, the playoffs are hard. The playoffs are especially hard on an undersized guard, but uh, he really brought it. Yeah. Love, Dame. Uh, Here's a question. Is Terry Stotts still on the hot seat? That's a good question because I didn't I I actually had not realized he was on the hot Mm -hmm. seat, (laughs) Um, especially because. Why they, would you uh, fire him? <laughs> well, I could see if they'd been like swept and that point you'd be like, well, we have like, that's a lot of sweeps in a row. You know, he just has such a North, uh, like such a Northwest Rick Carlisle vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it's weird because I don't, I, I don't actually think Blazers fans are frustrated with him. Because a lot of their losses were not in situations where they should have been expected to win. Mm-hmm. Well, and Blazers fans are frustrated with the GM, not the coach. But even then, it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand being that. Okay, they made some bad signings in 2016, but it uh, seems like getting Zach Collins worked out pretty well. One of the guys they traded away is just back on their team now, Scal. <laughs> um, they don't have Pat Connaughton anymore, but they kind of just turn Jake Lehman into him. <laughs> well, but he they, dunks more than Pat Connaughton, actually. Yeah. Doesn't it, seem like doesn't it seem like their acquisitions have been fairly solid? Like this year, they... I mean, he added Ennis Canner. That seems helpful. Okay, Roddy here's my Bode next question. Like an acceptable though. player. Yeah. Is any playoff coach still on the hot seat? Ooh, well, Brett Brown, for sure. <laughs> I don't think any other coach is on the hot seat. Can I? Well, honestly, look, it it sucks because Paul George is hurt. But shouldn't Billy Donovan maybe be on the hot seat? Joey? I've said this. I've been saying this for years, <laughs> and I don't think they'll fire him. No. Well, because he's been there. This is year four? Year five? No, because the Durant year was his first year. Okay. So year four. We're yeah. at the end of year four here. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Paul George is hurt, it won't really come up. But I guess the question with Oklahoma City is I sort of think the fundamental thing that's wrong with the team is the way that Russell Westbrook plays. Is there going to be any coach that can change that? Probably not. Yeah. Simon, you might as well just keep him. He seems like a nice enough guy. Well, he is. He is like a Rick Pitino protege, though. I, I don't think you should keep him. Um. Does he have a son that's named like Will Donovan? I'm sure. In his college. <laughs> uh, all right. My last question. Would any uh-huh. playoff coach sit in the Budweiser hot seat? Ooh, uh, Steve Kerr. Definitely. Greg Popovich would like do it to destroy the Budweiser hot seat. And 
Mike Budenholzer would drink some Budweiser's in a hot seat, but I don't know if he would actually participate in that in that bit. Uh, oh, I could. Katie Atkinson would too. Uh, I could see Nick Nurse in the Budweiser hot seat for sure, dude. Yeah, I could see that. Like trying to joke around <laughs> his weird suit. Um, <laughs> who who do you think would be the worst at being in the Budweiser hot seat? Well, Popovich. Yeah, but I still I still think Quinn Snyder would be profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs> like like Popovich would negate it, and it wouldn't be good. But you could kind of be like, "That's Coach Pop." Quinn Snyder would be like Clay Thompson in that sixty minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna ask me? Uh, all right, the Bucks. Beat the shit out of the Pistons. It was depressing. It was so depressing that they announced Blake Griffin was going to miss the entire first round right after. Yeah, yeah. That is because they're not even like, this is pointless to even try. Um, Giannis was insane. Uh, but you know who else was insane, Sean? Who was? White it? Pat. <laughs> Pat Connaughton. <laughs> yep, White Pat, Pat Connaughton. Was tag teaming with Giannis in the first quarter, uh, and it was weird. You know, he's white, but the thing is, he has a 44-inch vertical that they measured at the combine. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. If you like, ask Nate Duncan, that is not true, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was there, know. they mismeasured. <laughs> he, uh-huh. he says it's a farce, Sean. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so I've seen Blake Griffin miss playoff games for injuries, and I've seen him in the playoffs. The one good thing about him being injured is that he can't pick up any technical fouls yelling at the ref, at least. Uh, he did that. Oh, he did. Oh. It's funny, everyone, we are joking about White Pat being awesome, uh, but everyone was talking about White Pat, and, um... White Pat only had 10 and 8, Sean. <laughs> I mean, granted, 8 rebounds for White Pat is pretty good, but... Uh, well, he just had one stretch where he was really dominant. How many... He probably didn't play very many minutes, He did played he? 28 minutes. Oh. Uh, Sterling Brown had a much better game. He had 11, 7, and 3. <laughs> well, Sterling Hive. Uh, Sterling Brown was dope, dude. Uh yeah, the Bucks were great. Uh they beat they at one point uh Andre Drummond got a pretty weak flagrant two mm-hmm. uh on Giannis. But yeah. um and people were complaining about it. Yes. But to me that's like a time and situation thing. Like you're down forty. Like they were literally down forty points. And he, like, two-hand shivered Giannis while he was in the air. And it's like, come on, man. Could you not injure people while we're in, injure stars while we're down 40? Right. Like, like I think that's that was definitely... It was like what the ref in the Clippers-Warriors game thought he was doing. Mm-hmm. Except it was literally just people talking too loudly and he got scared. <laughs> But yeah, they. When did that ejection happen? It was uh, in the third quarter. There's a fair amount of time left in the game when that happened. Yeah, four minutes left in the third quarter. <laughs> but also, my point was why was Giannis even in the game? 
Well, there were 16 minutes left. But there's, it's a 40-point game. Like, play everybody else. You don't need to play Giannis anymore, man. You're up 40. <laughs> 40, Sean. <laughs> I know, but it just, it felt too, it felt, to me, it feels too early. And it's like, he's kicking so much ass. <laughs> like, it's almost a shame, like. I don't know. You want to also, he's a, he's a young boy. You got to get him some exercise or he's never going to fall asleep. He's going to be bouncing around <laughs> the team hotel. I mean, he put, he, he had 24 and 17 in 23 minutes. <laughs> All right. If he'd played the whole game, what do you think his stats would have been? So if he had played like 42 minutes and it had been competitive enough for him to like really go for it. Yeah. I think he would have shot 15 of 26. <laughs> he would have made three threes. Um, no, he would have he would have shot way more than that. I'm sorry. I'm going to say 17 of 30, <laughs> three threes. And then he's probably going to the line 19 times and he's going to make 11 of them. <laughs> so that's a... Uh, Yeah, I think he's I think he's I think he's making like it's like a 48 point game and he has 26 rebounds. Yeah, I was going to say I think he would have gotten like a 50 30. 50 50 25 50 30. He really could have. He I also think he probably would have had like 12 assists. I mean, it is it is a tough matchup <laughs> because I mean, they they don't there's like no one on the roster who can even really pretend to guard Giannis, right? Well, and there's also no one on the roster who can, like, score with him. Like, at least with Blake, like, if Blake was healthy, we'd get, like, at least one good, like, Blake-Giannis scoring uh, right. uh, showdown. Well, but we're not even... Poor Blake, man. Such a bummer. Well, I mean, it, it, what this says to me, especially if Andre Drummond ends up getting some extra punishment for that, it's Reggie's team now. It's <laughs> what he's always wanted. Yeah, I think also if I were the Bucks, I might just take Giannis out whenever Zaza came in. One hundred percent. Just don't even. Don't even. Don't even like chance it, dude. Because I don't. I don't actually think Zaza can physically play more than twenty minutes. Right. And so if Giannis is just playing in those other minutes, I think that's enough time for him to score about thirty-five to forty. <laughs> But also Thon was getting weirdly chippy with Giannis and they're like friends. It was yeah. weird. It's a weird game, even though it was like such a crazy blowout. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. What was more impressive, Sean? Sterling Brown's plus 38 tonight or Sterling K. Brown's performance as Chris Darden in the Ooh. People versus O.J. Simpson? Um very slightly, I'm going to pick Chris Darden, but I will say that um, Sterling Brown's performances in This Is Us are not quite as sad as Andre Drummond ending up with a negative 45 in his plus minus. That is so crazy. What's the worst plus minus anyone's ever had? I think there was someone who had a negative 50 on the Suns. Uh, a little while ago. I'm curious, though. Um, I'm looking right now. Okay. 
Oh, I know God. Luke Richard <laughs> Mute had like a, a plus 53 or something. <laughs> he had a plus 57. Uh, I got a minus 57 by Manny Harris in a Cavs versus Lakers game seven years ago. A minus 57? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Manny Harris? Yeah, in the 2011. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I can't get the page to load. That was on a weird Reddit thread, but I'm going to believe uh, Antoine Jameson in that game was a minus 46. Kobe, Andrew Bynum, and Derek Fisher were all plus 46. Wow. I feel like Derek Fisher probably embezzled some of the <laughs> from another player who wasn't paying attention, though. Um, all right. Uh, you have no there are no changes, right? About your thoughts here? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm even less confident in the Pistons, but yeah. I thought they would be swept every game and lose. But it just it has no there's nothing. There's no reason to watch it now. I was Unless, hoping we'd get at least one fun Blake game, but yeah, real and bummer. There's just no one of interest on the Pistons anymore. <laughs> Luke Kennard. <laughs> all those guys are bummers. Like, good job, Dwayne Casey, dragging the corpses of these guys to the playoffs. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about the Rockets jazz. Yes. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, uh, I should have, what was I fucking doing respecting the jazz, man? I've never respected the jazz in my entire oh. life as a basketball Damn. fan. And I talked myself into the fucking jazz. And of course this is what happens because this is what happens to the fucking jazz, man. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, the even the old Jazz, Don Nelson once upset them by playing Rod Higgins at center for an entire series. Dude, Darren Williams, everyone was like, he's the second best point guard ever, and then he would suck in a big, big moment when it mattered. Like, come on, man. Like, this game wasn't even fun. <laughs> remember remember when uh, Scotty Pippen told Carl Malone the mailman doesn't deliver on uh-huh. Sunday? Well, the Utah Jazz didn't deliver this Sunday. No, and I also don't really respect jazz music either. That's how far down my respect is gone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually changed the preset. I was like, I'll just, I'm just going to type in James Harden's stats, whatever radio station <laughs> I land on. Uh, Jay Crowder, by the way, this mm. was my big takeaway tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jay Crowder is always so much better in my mind. And then I watch him play basketball and I'm like, oh, that's right. Jay Crowder fucking sucks. Yeah. One of our one of our friends pinpointed what it is, which is that he had such an affordable contract. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other person who feel like is like this, I kind of believe this guy's better than Jay Crowder. But when I watch him, he's never good ever is Robert Covington. And it's the same thing of like the 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 contract that it's cheap and there's chicanery involved. Mm-hmm. Dwayne so Dedman's like, oh, the same way. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
and just like the fact that he's a bargain makes it like, oh, I guess he <laughs> guess he's good. People talk about this guy all the time, and it's like, well, I mean, he can't. Who is Jay Crowder good at shutting down? I mean, I'm not even worried about that. I'm just more worried about how many open threes do I have to watch him miss? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just wide open threes just, like, clanking off the side of the rim. Isn't he supposed to be to be good at that, too? Joe Ingles also, the one jazz player I do really respect, three mm-hmm. points tonight. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Led 32 minutes, played 32 minutes, three points, four assists. I mean, five rebounds, four assists. That's you got to play better, Joe Jingles. Yeah. Kyle I mean, Corver, two points in 10 minutes. I didn't see this game past. I didn't see anything in the fourth quarter from this game, which is when the Rockets really pulled away. But they were also pretty far ahead by that point. Yeah. Every I mean, time were 15 at halftime. Yeah. Ricky Rubio, of course, the perfect boy, actually did have a good game, but cannot guard James Harden. Just, I mean, no one can, but really, Ricky Rubio couldn't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rudy Gobert did have a fakely, statistically good game mm-hmm. where he was he was eight of ten. He had twelve rebounds, but uh, he disappointed his mother today. She's in France and she is sobbing by letting Clint Capella catch a million lobs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not being able to stop James Harden either picking the worst of both worlds every time. <laughs> every single time he would cu- either come out and give up a lob or drop back and give up a layup. It was like uh, the jazz also James Harden didn't shoot a free throw until like the third quarter and they yeah. still couldn't maintain a lead. Come on, Jazz. The Jazz like, shot way more free throws than the Rockets through three quarters of this game. It was fucking nuts. God damn it. What a shitty game. Yeah, they shot 15 more free throws than James Harden's team. We were looking at him. But yeah, I mean, the Rockets pretty much got a really good effort from Austin Rivers, which... I think probably made his father even more unhappy than losing to the Warriors. Uh, We should probably talk about Ricky Rubio's weird defense on Harden at that one point where he tiptoed behind him. Uh, That that seems like something that um, (laughs) the world's sweetest boy would try. It's really like a cartoon character's defense. He literally... Let's James Harden go in front of him from half court to the like they're doing that thing the Bucks were doing where they shaded him. Yeah. But Ricky Rubio shades him way too far and is literally behind him by the time James Harden gets to the who is and James Harden is walking because he's James Harden. Yeah. And uh Ricky Rubio like uh dancing shoes shoes behind him. <laughs> Uh, it actually works, though, because James Harden does, uh, end up passing, even though he has a wide-open floater. <laughs> yeah, because he's terrified. He's like, what is... He's like, this little get... mouse is behind me. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to guard James Harden now. You just, you just don't Be... make any plan at all, <laughs> you and just... you just try to 
Yeah. You just act adorable. <laughs> well, you act, yeah, you act like it's your first day in white collar prison. We're like in regular prison, you have to be act crazy and knock out the toughest guy. In white collar prison, you're just like, wow, he's so crazy and cute. <laughs> Let's give him some of our commissary money. Um, I really had talked myself into the jazz winning this series. And uh, there's no fucking way now. Look, Jay uh, Crowder is the embodiment of everyone that talked us into the jazz and also while also being the reason that they're going to lose. Uh, hologram not- Derek Favors was good tonight, though. I will say that. I noticed that a couple times and I, <laughs> I just wasn't sure. Oh, you know why he was so good? What's happening this weekend, Joey? Coachella. The it's a, a holiday for holograms. It's a holiday for holograms. So he had to <laughs> he had to come correct. Um, does it, uh, your prediction change here? Um, I think I had picked the Rockets anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really believe in the Jazz. I was just pretending to respect them. So. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show. Um, Sean, what would you like to plug? Uh, well, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, tonight, uh, April 15th is the 10 year anniversary of my comedy show, the business that we started in San Francisco and now do in Los Angeles. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, all the old, all the old hosts are going to perform. Oh, that's so, great. Guy Branham's going to be there. Ooh. Best selling. Ooh. Uh, Alex Cole. Ooh. Yeah. So that's going to happen. And uh, you can read my playoff preview on Yard Barker and also my extensive list of uh, what famous athletes each Game of Thrones character is. Ooh. Yeah. Um, how Grantland Jr. of you. I know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't rank them though, so that's that's important. Uh, are you going to have a blog on the Patreon this week? I'll have a blog on the Patreon this week too. Cut. I just want to recap the most important NBA playoff news, so I'll have I'll have something up about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should should I let people know what? No. Nope. Pre- oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the Patreon, though. Uh, I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. Maybe I'll record a thing at the beginning where I change the intro. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, you can donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Uh, you can always tweet at us at roundrockpod. You can email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Or you can call us on the phone at a number I don't have handy. Uh, hold on. Sorry. We were looking at him. It's like one eight hundred wet nap. At three two three six eight two zero three four two. You'd think I'd have memorized that by now. <laughs> I haven't at all. Also, uh, I've been going off on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Uh, I've had so many good tweets in the last three days. I'm not even sure which one to read. Uh Um, but let's go with today's. Today I tweeted, my store is fun. Outrageous olive oils is the jam, y'all. I mean, Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's the jam. I'm happy for him. 
But so, I, it is just olive oil, right? <laughs> I think there's also vinegars he mentioned. But oh, only let's... balsamic. Man. Uh, do you have a song for us, Sean? I do. I do. Um, so I've been, I've been getting a little down on the dumps a little bit about... About how we haven't gone viral like Grantland Jr. Not viral enough. So... No, I'm sorry, Grantland for kids. Yeah, Grantland, Grantland Illustrated for kids. <laughs> um, so I just, I decided like we'd. They've had hits. Let's should we recap what their hits? Let's have been? recap their hits. They've okay. had vi- huge viral hits with songs about Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. songs about selling the Knicks, uh huh, songs about firing Luke Walton. Yes, and this week, a song about Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so this week. I have a song that is about all of those things <laughs> at the same time. Um, What's it's it called? A, it's called, uh, well, the beginning is parentheses, but it's, uh, the song is called Game of Thrones. And then in parentheses on the front, it's, um, what if Luca was on Game yeah. of Thrones? Uh, it's a tribute to Joan Osborne, one of my favorite soul singers of all time. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's continue watching playoff basketball and hope the games are more like Saturday's games and less like Sunday's games. If Luca was Jon Snow, would he be taller and have something to prove? Crossover Joffrey with a dribble drive move. Hook up with Danny in a hot makeout session. And yeah, yeah, step back, J. Yeah, yeah, R plus L equals J. And yeah, yeah. Winter is coming. What if Luca was on Game of Thrones? Had a fight with the Lord of Bones. Landed ships at Dragonstone, trying to get the Iron Throne. And hey, what the hell? What if James Dolan was king in Winterfell? And then the Iron Bank convinced him to sell. They moved to Highgarden to play for the Tyrells. Bran is a prophet. And yeah, yeah, Irving Azoff, yeah, yeah, Azorazai. Yeah, yeah, Zion isn't coming. What if Dolan sold the Knicks? Traded Dorn all his first round picks. The Iron Islands are full of dicks. Zombies took over hard home. That stuff with sand snakes took too long. Theon Greyjoy's got no dong Stop me if you think I'm wrong But let's get Luke Walton in this song
Hey, how's it going? This is Bill Simmons just talking about how we tried to get all the ringer's favorite things into this one song. If we had another verse, we would have got billions in, but... Huh, Joan Osborne. Remember her? Overrated, but now I think she might be properly rated. Huh, kind of bringing her career back from the dead. Like Jon Snow. And that other guy. Can't remember his name. Why can't I remember British people's names? I think I have a brain disorder. And yeah, yeah, Luke got fired. Yeah, his body burned on a pyre. So he didn't turn into a white walker. What if Luke coached at King's Landing? Lost to giants and wildlings. They leaked the news to Kevin Ding, and then they cut off his head. Treated him like old Ned. Hot Pie gave Lucas some wolf bread. Melisandre's always wearing red. Hey, what's the deal with Dolores Ed? Sam Tarley's shockingly well fed. Jon Snow invented giving head. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.